Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> Hello there. Thanks for stopping into the shop. I'm Chris Baker, your shopkeeper here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. And uh, this week, I think I've got something you might be interested in. If you take a look over here in the curio, uh, an antique set of Russian nesting dolls. Uh, you'll notice the fine craftsmanship, the the paint. Uh, well, old and patinaed, it is, it's practically like new. But... Uh, if you listen, listen very closely. I believe legend has it that there is a black widow spider inside the final nesting doll. So very dangerous. You might not want to open this. You might not want to play around with it. But it does remind me of a, a new film that is out currently, uh, Marvel's Black Widow. Of course, they've been talking about doing a Black Widow movie for quite some time. Uh, ever since the Avengers started, they have talked about uh, fans and and filmmakers alike have wanted to do a, a Black Widow movie. And I, for one, was not a huge not that I wasn't a huge fan of Black Widow, I just had not read many comics with Black Widow in it. The Black Widow I knew was the Black Widow I saw in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I, at the beginning of it all, I thought, ah, do I really want to see a Black Widow movie? I thought it was just going to be like a, a spy thriller. But it is Marvel and it is... Uh, you know, the MCU. So you're not going to get away with just a regular spy movie. And as I watched the Avengers movies, as they they continued, the character became more and more interesting. Uh, you got hints and glimpses of this dark past full of uh, uh, a blood-red ledger. And, uh, you know, the family... Uh, life that uh, she did or didn't have. There was just a lot of allusion to her past that we never really got any answers for. And uh, the character became more and more interesting because it had she had more of a more of a backstory teased that uh, it got to the point where I, as one who was not a huge fan of the character, uh, I became more and more interested to the point where when they said, we're finally doing a Black Widow movie. I thought, okay, I, I'm in. You've got me. You've got my my 10 bucks for a ticket. Uh, I live on the East Coast. If it's out on the West Coast, it's probably going to be a lot more for that. But uh, you've got my money. And uh, so my wife and I went to see the Black Widow film here uh, just recently. Uh, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to post, so I don't want to get too technical on the uh, the dates and the times, but uh, recently we saw it, and uh, a really good movie. And of course, uh, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this, so if you haven't watched the Black Widow movie, you might want to watch it first if you're like me, and spoilers don't bother you all that much, uh, except for when Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall wrecked The Sixth Sense for me. Uh, that pissed me off, but... <laughs> If you don't mind, I don't mind spoilers to a degree, but uh, we are going to be talking about the movie in uh, not graphic detail, but uh, but there are going to be a lot of spoilers, so you might want to wait until afterwards to finish this podcast. But uh, 
if you haven't seen any of the Avengers, if you haven't seen Endgame and seen Black Widow's fate in that, uh, then you might not want to listen any further as well. Because for anybody that's watched Avengers Endgame, Black Widow sacrifices herself uh, to get the Soul Stone. And uh, it was, I, you know, it's, I wasn't sure how I felt about that. By the time we've got to that point in the Avengers story and uh, the Black Widow story, I, I had grown to like the character. I thought the character was interesting. I thought the character had a lot more to offer the MCU and the fans. And, and not just, you know, in Scarlett Johansson running around in a, a black cat suit, leather cat suit, which is always fine by me. But the character and her portrayal of the character, I think there was just a lot more story to tell. And we never did get the answers to all those uh, things about her past that we got the allusions to. But, uh, but this, this movie did that. Uh, it kind of gave us the answers to those questions. It still left me wishing that we could get more Black Widow in the future with the MCU. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, they're doing this whole multiverse thing. Uh, there's, there's always a way to get, you know, somebody back through that. But I don't think, I think Scarlett Johansson's pretty much gone on record as saying she's, she's ready to move on from the character. And that's, that's fine because I think this movie really put a great button on the end of, uh, of this character because it answered a lot of the questions that we kind of got little glimpses of throughout the past several Avengers movies. And, uh, I, for one, really enjoyed it. Of course, they start off, uh, this takes place, um, well, it, it, let me rephrase that. It starts off in, in 1995 when uh, Black Widow is just a, a young child, uh, what, probably around 10, 11, 12 years old, and she is with uh, <laughs> David uh, Harbour and... Uh, and Rachel Weiss and uh, and and the the younger daughter and they're Russian spies living in America, living in Ohio, and uh, you get to see Blackwood and the girl they got, the young child that they got to play, a young Scarlett Johansson, a young Black Widow. Uh, she was, I felt, pretty spot on. I mean, she looked like a young Scarlett Johansson. So uh, you you kind of see where she starts off. They look like they're this happy family, but it turns out they're Russian spies that were just kind of put together to make a family until they got what they wanted and then, you know, escaped the country. But then it flashes forward to 2016, I believe, um, just after uh, the Captain America Civil War, when the Sokovia Accord is in place and she's on the run and kind of where she's at just before uh, the Infinity War movie. So that's kind of where we really pick up the action and uh, she's kind of on the lam and gets caught in with her sister from the from the original family that she had you know the spy family from back in ohio back in 1995 uh y yelena belova yelena has been trained as a black widow with using mind control they control these black widows the russians and of course uh they're the person that they're tracking down and trying to find this former black widow has a compound that she sprays in Yelena's face and Yelena all of a sudden the mind control is gone and she realizes that she's not one doesn't want to kill anyone and you know ipso facto uh Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow 
you know, Natasha Romanoff gets drawn into this. And it's, it's all about uh, bringing down the Red Room. That's where Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff was trained as a Black Widow, where all these... Uh, Black Widows are trained with the uh, by General Drakoff that uh, Loki uh, alluded to back in in one of the earlier Avengers films, and uh, you know it, it's all about trying to to bring down this Red Room. So they track down David Harbour's character, Alexei Shostakov. Uh, the Red Guardian, he's kind of like the Russian version of Captain America. Uh, they track him down, then they find the mother, uh, Rachel Vice, who plays kind of a, a, a dual dual character. She is the mother, Melina uh Vistokov but she's also a black widow and in the comics that character is the supervillain Iron Maiden uh they don't really dig into that here they kind of keep her as the Melina uh Vistokov uh I'm hopeful I'm probably pronouncing that uh, horribly wrong but uh but they keep her as that I could see them kind of she's kind of ambiguous uh she's on Black Widow's side but uh you could see I, I don't know. I could see them doing some things, turning her more into a villain in future uh, MCU movies. But at any rate, for now, uh, she's kind of uh, on the good side. You know, They bring the family together. And even though they weren't a real family, uh, it's all about them uh, uniting and, and finding that family bond that they once had. That Scarlett Johansson uh, never had a family growing up. That was the only family her and... Uh, Yelena uh, had as children and growing up as black widows. So it, it's kind of, a, you know, it touches on that. It touches on the fact that her other Natasha Romanoff's other family, the Avengers are broken up at the time. And uh, so, you know, they kind of mend this family to take on uh, uh, Drakov and the red room and all these black widows. And, that's kind of that's kind of the gist of the story. Uh, another character the character that they bring into it is the Taskmaster. Now the ta- Taskmaster, another another character in the comics, I'm not terribly familiar with, but I did know enough about him. Uh, Tony Masters is the Taskmaster in the comics, and he he kind of mimics his his power is that he can mimic uh, reflexively re- mimic uh, the abilities of other people and. Uh, they didn't do that version of the Taskmaster. They asked or actually did, uh, and sp- again, spoiler alert, Antonia. Instead of Tony Masters, it's Antonia Drakoff. Uh, General Drakoff's daughter is the Taskmaster master who uh, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, uh, supposedly blew the two of them up. Drakoff and Drakoff's daughter back in, uh, you know, back when she was just starting to get into S.H.I.E.L.D., so uh, how they survived the blast, because they kind of do a flashback to that. But apparently both of them survive, and uh, Drakoff survives unscathed. Uh, the daughter, you know, once they take the helmet off, eventually, if you've seen any of the trailers, uh, she does have the scars. They plant some implant some chip in the back of her neck, and she's got this quasi-Iron Man tech mask where it has the visuals, and you can see all the, you know, it analyzes everything. Uh, 
It it almost makes it seem like the suit and the chip in the back of her neck is what's giving her the mimicking abilities because it analyzes uh, people's fighting styles and it is kind of cool to watch this character. I, I don't I don't think it does a disservice to the Taskmaster character uh, because I, I I enjoyed this version of Taskmaster. Uh, it was a surprise when it turned out to be uh, Drakov's daughter and to watch the. The styles of, you know, anybody she sees fight, she can mimic. And it shows at one point uh, Taskmaster watching videos of uh, Hawkeye and, and other, other Avengers fighting uh, during Civil War. And learning all these fighting styles. And you kind of see her do, she's got a shield. So she does the Captain America thing. She's got a bow, this little backpack that kind of brings out almost Stark Tech type weaponry that can fold and, and expand. But... Uh, but it's kind of neat to watch, you know, using the shield like Captain America, using the bow like Hawkeye. She does a little knife flip thing like uh, the Winter Soldier does. Uh, it, it's it's kind of interesting to see how well they uh, choreograph those because you're watching those and you can picture, you know, oh, that's so-and-so's fighting style. She does this thing or that's Black Panther. And that was kind of a cool uh, nod to the character and the mimicking ability that uh, Tony Masters has in the comics. So uh, that was that was a fun uh, character that I really I really dug the uh, the twist on it. How they made it more than just you know because uh, this whole thing is about it's a it's delves into a lot of issues with the subjugation of women uh, by like in this case an older white guy. Uh, but the, the, the to Marvel and to Disney's credit, they don't beat you over the head with it. Uh, you know, because all the black widows are, are women. Of course, it's explained that, uh, Drakov has thousands of them all over the world, uh, ready to, to manipulate governments and start and end wars at will. And, and that sort of thing, bring down, uh, you know, economies and raise economies up at will. And, you know, all these women are being mind controlled. Uh, that's the whole thing of this. The, you know, uh, Yelena or Yelena. My wife always uh, scolds me because I pronounce that wrong. But Yelena, uh, you know, she's under this mind control until they capture a former black widow. And she gets sprayed with this essentially an antidote. And she comes to and realizes and, you know, in the big climactic scene, uh, all the black widows on this big uh Station. The Red Room is actually a station in the sky, which I thought that was a very comic book thing to do. I mean, they could have easily made it some underground bunker or something under the ocean or in the, but to have a floating, have a floating base in the sky, that's, that's very, uh, very much a uh, comic book thing to do. Also a James Bond thing to do because they actually show uh, the Roger Moore James Bond Moonraker and they've got the space station uh, where they have the floating fortress up there, but kind of a, I, I suppose a little nod to that. But, uh, but at any rate, uh, they, uh, you know, get the, all the black widows on the station free to the mind control. And, and they end it on a positive note where there's a vial of this antidote left. And, uh, Natasha Romanoff gives it to her, uh, de facto sister, Yelena, and, uh, tells her to go find all these other women all over the world that are, are under this mind control and, and to free them. And, uh, just, you know, it, it's, it's a great message. 
Um, I'm sure there's probably a lot more lying underneath that uh, somebody that's more of a feminist than I am uh, would probably be able to school me on. But uh, but it did it did speak uh, to you know female subjugation and like I said didn't beat you over the head with it and in the context of a great action movie. And uh, I, I, for one, loved it. The fight scenes were great. David Harbour was uh, was just fantastic as the Red Guardian. Uh, some of the scenes, him, I got to say, uh, Florence Pugh, who played uh, Yelena Belova, uh, and David Harbour, they, they stole pretty much every scene they were in. Uh, they just both did it. And, and the scenes that they were together, the, the comedy, the sniping back and forth was just golden and uh some of my favorite scenes were when those two were in the same room together although the one scene where they're uh, at the dinner table was quite disturbing uh because when they finally find uh melina the mother in this kind of faux russian spy family she is on this farm training pigs uh with this mind control uh substance that they use and you know she's got like the little uh tablet and she but she controls this pig and tells it what to do and where to go and she tells the, the pig to stop breathing and the pig stops breathing and the whole and she's like she's just going on with dialogue and the pig is the pig sitting there under distress not breathing and uh the pig passes out and, she, and she's like, and everybody's freaking out. Let the, you know, Natasha Romanoff's, uh, you know, telling her to let the pig breathe. And she's like, oh, the pig had, you know, a minute left, a couple minutes left without uh, breathing before it really would have died, essentially. <laughs> and she lets the pig breathe again and the pig runs off. And the the funny thing is uh, David Harbour's character, uh, Alexei Shostakov, uh, she named that pig Alexei. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> much to David Harbour's uh, dismay, but uh, but at any rate, uh, a lot of a lot of great scenes, a lot of great humor, uh, and that's probably one of the hallmarks of Marvel and the, the you know the movies that they're doing with Marvel is that they have a lot of action. Uh, sometimes more than others have a lot of heart. Uh, you know, like I said, they they don't always hit home with the heart aspect of it, but. Uh, but they also have a, a lot of humor. And I think that's kind of what DC lacks um, in their cinematic universe that they're trying to build. Uh, it always just seems too dark and gritty. Um, although I know they, they tried to, to, to do a little more humor in the Justice League movie. But anyway, that's DC. We'll talk about that another time. But uh, one of the things I do love about the Marvel movies is the fact that uh, you get a lot of great humor uh, kind of intermingled with a lot of the action and a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, uh, in this case, you know, a lot of spy intrigue and uh, a lot of the, you know, the fantastical elements of, you know, David Harbour's got the the super strength and, and they, they don't overdo it, but they do some great scenes you know, kind of showing that, uh, especially he starts off in jail and they come to break him out when they when they go to get him and there's an arm wrestling contest and the one scene where he's pretending to let the guy beat him and just the way, oh no, you're going to beat me and then slams the guy's hand down. It's just 
uh, fantastic. I, I don't know how much of that was written or how much of it is, you know, David Harbour's uh, performance, maybe a little of both, but it just was such a, a great uh, light moment uh, that really keeps you going because it's action-packed. It's, you know, they don't screw around a whole lot with uh, with downtime in the movie. It's, you know, move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing. And it can be a little, you know, kind of gets a little breakneck speedy sometimes, but you have those little moments where you can stop and you can laugh and then you've got things blowing up, not long after that. So yeah, it's a nice break from the action when you get a chance to, to breathe, relax, laugh a little bit, and then move on with all the, uh, the spy thriller stuff and the uh, people, you know, doing feats of strength and that sort of thing so all in all i think black widow was a great uh send-off for scarlett johansson because she you know this is all about her so she really got a chance to be front and center and uh, take center stage and finish the story so to speak of this character that we'd kind of gotten glimpse of her past uh but we really didn't know a whole lot about it at least if you weren't a fan of the comics uh, you didn't know the uh, the trajectory of her character, where it came from, and uh, they did a great job, and she did a great job. Scarlett Johansson, uh, you know, like I said, I wasn't a huge Black Widow fan. I really didn't know much about Black Widow when the uh, Marvel movie started uh, with the Avengers and things like that. But uh, but it was a character I came to really respect and love. Uh, as the movies progressed. And like I said, I really wanted to find out uh, her backstory, what made her tick. And this was a, a great vehicle to do that. And like I said, Natasha Romanoff, uh, as portrayed by Scarlett Johansson, uh, was just uh, fantastic. And and I, you know, for as much as I, I dote on Scarlett Johansson, because I, she did a, a really good job with this character over this, you know, long the long game, the long arc of movies. Uh, this movie in particular, like I said, Florence Pugh, who played uh, uh, Yelena Belova, and uh, David Harbour, who played uh, the father figure, Alexei Show uh, Stakeoff, both scene stealers. And, you know, in, in her own right, uh, Rachel Weiss uh, did a fantastic job playing that, uh, the mother character. And, uh, you know, she kind of, there were scenes where she, you know, she could go from playing the motherly character to the cold Russian spy. And it's just, you know, she did a, you know, she had a lot to, of range that she had to cover at, in that character. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you felt she was that motherly character. Other times you felt, uh, can you trust her? Other times it's like, you know, oh, she's, she's cold all about business and uh i don't trust her so uh like i said a, a range of of things being played all in one character and i thought rachel vice uh, really handled that well and and i know i've, I've read some art well, actually i haven't read the articles i have seen some articles that i've kind of got bookmarked to read uh where they're talking about wanting to bring david harbour's character and rachel vice's character back uh melina and alexi uh, back into the MCU at some point. And I think that'd be great because I thought both of them did a fantastic job. Both have characters that, uh, I don't know whether it's so much the character or their betrayal of the character that I want to see a little more 
Uh, I want to see a little more of the Red Guardian uh, and David Harbour because uh, he just did such a great job with the with the comedy of it, and then the you know the superhero-y aspect of it. There's a a scene where they're at the the farm with uh, Melina, and uh, and they're about to have dinner, and uh, David Harbour's character Alexi goes into this back room, and he's trying to put on his old costume, and he's put on David Harbour actually put on uh, a lot of weight for this this role, and he's trying to put the suit on, and he's trying to get the pants buckled or buttoned and uh and those that that straining that he made i know that i know that sound because i've made those sounds trying to get jeans on uh some days that don't fit quite right so it just it really hit home with me he played those comedic moments so great and i would like to see that i think it's a perfect fit for the mcu and excited to see more about that uh now rachel vice's character melina uh, i i want to see her in for a different reason because i think that's a character that uh you don't know where her true allegiances lie uh she you know she played that motherly character to to natasha and uh yelena and but, you know, they, they brought that kind of de facto family back together and made them realize that even though they weren't a family, they weren't really related. They were just thrown together because of, you know, they were Russian spies. Uh, they became a family or they realized that they were a family all along. Some Something along those lines, you know. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, she's, she's a part of that. But, like I said, you don't know where her true allegiances lie. Uh, whether they're with uh, somebody else, with just herself. I don't think it's just the family, although I think she is kind of tied to them and, and has an allegiance to them. But I want to see where this character is going to go. Like I said, this character eventually becomes Iron Maiden in the uh, in the comics, uh, a supervillain. And, uh, the, you know, if, if anything, I want to hear some uh, cool Iron Maiden tunes and the soundtrack for any movie she might be in in the future. I think that'd be pretty badass. But <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. But <laughs> I would like to think that somebody would make the tie there and uh, and do that. So I'm hoping that we get to see. And Yelena, uh, that is a character. Florence Pugh's uh, Yelena Belova. I think we're going to see more of her because there's a little PS scene at the very end. It's funny when you're sitting in the movie theater, you can tell when when people are expecting a PS scene. And of course, with Marvel, the MCU, you should always be expecting a PS scene. But uh, everybody, the people who aren't in the know, you see them walking out. Uh, there was like a handful of people that did that, but everybody else stuck around in the theater through the credits. And at the PS scene, uh, it flashes forward to but, you know, today, I'm assuming, uh, because you have uh, Yelena showing up at uh, Natasha's grave and uh, kind of, you know, straightening things up, little baubles and trinkets left there for her. And uh, one of the running things throughout the the uh, the movie from when the, the two girls are portrayed as kids through, you know, the adulthood, uh, they had this call and response whistle that they did. And at the very end, you hear Yelena do the the call, and you keep waiting for the response, and they keep holding, and you don't do it. And for for a split second, you almost wonder if you're going to hear it, and they're going to reveal that Natasha Romanoff is still alive. Uh, but you don't. You get Julia Louis-Dreyfus 
<laughs> kind of blowing her nose. Uh, she returns as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who, if you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus, uh, she shows up in that and kind of putting and, and and she's talking to uh, Yelena as though she is a part of uh, her whatever she's doing. I we we really didn't get much as far as what she's doing from Falcon and Winter Soldier all other than that she's she's working with US agent and uh and now she's working with Yelena who I'm assuming uh is she going to be the new Black Widow or or some sort of variation on the Black Widow character being that she was in the Black Widow program I don't know but she's working with uh with Valentina Julie Louis-Dreyfus's character and uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus has a job for her uh she's supposed to uh, assassinate the person responsible for Natasha's death. And you see a picture of, uh, of Hawkeye. Uh, now, as we all know, if you've watched uh, Avengers Endgame, you know, it wasn't him. He wasn't responsible for uh, Black Widow's death, but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and where it's going to play out. What movie is this going to be in? You know, we've got, uh, we've got some movies coming up. Spider-Man, uh, no way home uh but that's not for a while uh multiverse of madness doesn't seem for a while i can't remember what is the next uh big marvel movie we're gonna get uh as far as the disney plus series they're doing the what if series which uh, is more of an animated thing so yeah i don't i don't know where this is gonna play out i don't know how it's gonna play out but again uh, i'm very interested to see what they're doing this with this valentina character and julia louis Dreyfus. again another person that just plays comedy so well and can can bring comedy and a, a bit of gravitas to it uh you know you can see her being conniving and ulterior motives but then she can do something funny and it doesn't take you out of the character it just she kind of plays that character that just doesn't give a flip and is that kind of character that you know she's you know she's not tied down by the strictures of how she's supposed to act. She acts how she wants. And that's that's a sign of some sort of power, I think. And what is giving her this power? What What's giving her the idea that uh, she doesn't have to worry about what anybody thinks? Uh, somebody's backing her. It's just a really interesting character that I'm excited to find out more about and what she's doing with these, uh, these quote-unquote superheroes. Uh, or are they going to be heroes? Are they going to be villains? She's got uh, Yelena going after Hawkeye. How is that going to play out? It's going to be really interesting to see uh, what goes down with this uh, as we we see the fallout of uh, Black Widow. And uh, like I said, uh, a goodbye to R- Natasha Romanoff. Uh, our last chance to see her other than maybe some flashbacks, I would imagine. Unless, like I said, they're doing Multiverse of Madness. Uh, here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, uh, multiverses are uh, a thing that uh, we deal with all the time. So, uh, you know, she may, we may not have seen the last of Natasha Romanoff, but, uh, but if we did, I thought this was a great send-off for uh, a great character, a character that, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of to begin with, but a character that I grew to love and, and respect and uh, a great performance. Uh, through the years, through these many, many movies from Scarlett Johansson. And we hope to maybe see her again 
in this role, but uh, I'm sure we'll see her again in other great roles as well. So that's uh, Black Widow from Marvel. Uh, hopefully you get a chance to see it if you, you've already seen it. And hopefully, you know, it, maybe, uh, maybe I may be off on some of my takes. Uh, maybe there's some things I wasn't thinking of. But uh, hopefully, you know, it, uh, that's, that's what I thought of the movie. I, I thought it was a good movie. I'm not going to do any sort of rating. Uh, that's all subjective anyway. But uh, I liked it. Definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a, if you're a fan of Marvel and the MCU. Uh, you'll definitely want to watch this movie because, like I said, it's it ties up the character and sets up a lot for the future. I think in the MCU. So, thanks for listening. You can check out uh, more on this podcast in the weeks to come. We're going to have more uh, more episodes on the way, and uh, not sure what we've got set up for next week. But uh, you can check out our Facebook page because that is where you're going to find uh, links to these uh, podcasts. You're going to find out news on what podcast uh, subjects we're going to be talking about coming up next. Uh, what sort of baubles and trinkets will we have to uh, show you in the future? Well, you're just going to have to tune in and find out. So check us out, Facebook, like us, uh, leave any sort of reviews you can. Be kind, if you will, and uh, join us next week for another episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!